Praise the Lord Jesus. I thank God this morning for the privilege of being here to share with you a little of the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have many testimonies, but this morning the need is for more of Jesus Christ. As the pastor was praying, so I won't give much testimonies, but focus on the Lord because it's all about the Lord. The glory belongs to him, and victory belongs to us. Amen. And so this morning, I was, before I get to the word that God laid my heart, just to, came to me in my bed this morning while praying, I was coming to this assembly and praying the Lord for the word and my heart. Praise the Lord. We had a revival over 50 years ago. We've celebrated 50 years of ministry in India. It brought about a marvelous amount of work in India, in Africa as well, and in the UK. And what I would encourage the singers in the church to do, to make it easier for the pastor, is get back to some of those old-fashioned songs and sing them. For oh, they carried by the Bible said, the Lord will compass us about with songs of deliverance. And deliverance in some of those songs because they carried penitential songs that purged the believer. Where you couldn't even pray, they made you pray because some of those songs are prior. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Come into my heart because your body is God's temple. And the spirit of God will flow better. You see, you're talking to someone on four score and one years old. Amen. So I've been in the faith a long time. Not in the religion, I've been in the faith. And I know what it means. The, song, the, the songs can give us a real breakthrough. Are you there? Prior and songs. The Lord will compass us about with what? Songs of deliverance. Amen. But this morning, just a little bit about faith, because we're in the COVID season, the season when we are going through the shadow of death. And so many people and Christians have been passed away through this disease. Well, I came from the UK, and this morning I looked at the church. It is only one person in that congregation with a mask. The government recognized that they should not have interfere with the church. When they take the government to court in Scotland, they said those members of lawmakers have not the right to interfere with the church. Amen. So they throw out. The, the 400 churches that are taking Boris Johnson, but they throw it out because they said, we will not trouble the church anymore. And so when many churches closed down, we never closed down. We pray to God. We say, Lord, cover your people. Cover your people. And we exalt the power of God over COVID and ask God if anyone even come in. They will not get it. I've been with COVID patients. And I am not vulnerable to COVID. Because the Bible said, we must have faith in God. 
And we must also have the faith of God. And Jesus prayed. He said, look here in, in, in his parables. He said, when he come, will he find faith on earth? There will be a faithless generation. Now, what is the difference with faith in God? If you have faith in God, then you can use the faith of God. Amen. Jesus never prayed for one sick person. He prayed for us in the great priesthood prior, but he spake to the conditions. He spake to the conditions. And it said, when we do the right thing, we can even agree on something. And what we agree on, we'll have what we say. When Simon Peter was about, was asked for gift, he said, silver and gold have I none. But in the name of Jesus Christ, he didn't pray. They prayed before. When you prayed before, the word of faith will come into your heart. We will give you so many testimonies. We had a prayer meeting. We had a, we had a meeting booked in a place called Fulham. Three months we've been campaigning for the meeting as an evangelist, a much, much younger person. And then just the night before, the even before, the caretaker told my mate, you can't have the meeting because you have miracles written on the paper. I say to him, tell nobody about it. My children were small. He came and visit me. I was going to visit my wife's father. I said, look, take us up there. And when I left, we'll take the bus and come by you. And then we'll spend some night in prayer. We're going to have the meeting. So someone asked him, are you going to have the service tomorrow? He was about to say no. I said, don't say it. We are going to have the meeting. So we went to pray. About 10 o'clock, we fall asleep. We wake up 2 o'clock. And we open the doors of the building by faith. And we preach in there. And we praise God. In the morning at 6 o'clock, I said to him, go straight to Fulham. When he went, he saw the caretaker. Sir, I couldn't sleep last night. You can have the hall today, and you can have it the three months' time today from now. We have seen God have the faith of God. And I would like you to say with me this morning, my body is the temple of the living God. My body is the temple of the living God. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I exalt the power of God over my body and over sickness and over all the powers of the enemy. Praise the Lord Jesus. We have to rise up and take what God has given to us many promises. Now, some of these promises are in conditions. And if we meet the condition of the promise, we will get the benefits. Some is not on condition. Some you get them freely. Redemption is free. For he had obtained eternal redemption for us. That means he had forgiven all the sins we have committed before we come to him. Our, our present sins he had our past sins, our present sins. He had redeemed us from them because he had obtained eternal inheritance, eternal redemption. 
That means even as a believer, you had the COVID because your life was not right with God and you turned to cry to him. You're supposed to get deliverance. Did you read as Moses lift up the serpent in the wilderness? Even so must the son of man be lifted up. 1969, I was in a meeting. In fact, we were, we were sent into this area and we found the New Testament church of God because the apostolic church said we could come by eight o'clock. We didn't have no way to stay. So when we went, they put us up and there was a meeting. The overseer, the first overseer, at the New Testament was of us here Lyside. And he was in that men's meeting. We didn't know about it. We didn't know he was there. We didn't know who the people were. And so they asked me to speak. And I speak in John chapter 3, 14. Did you know the 13th verse of St. John chapter 3 said, No man has sent to heaven but the Son of Man that is in heaven and from heaven. So the Jesus of the New Testament is the God of the whole. Then we preach as Moses lifted up the serpent and showed them that when, the, when they were bitten, God told Moses to make a serpent of brass. Brass signifies sins judged. So the sins of the people that were rebelling when they cried to Moses to pray, their sins was laid on the brazen serpent, a shadow of Christ who was coming to become sin for us, who knew no sin. And through him, we will make the righteousness of God and explain it, the scripture tonight. And said, as many as look up on that brazen serpent, they were healed. So when Moses said, when Jesus said, as many as looked upon, the son of man will be lifted up just the same way. It doesn't mean that we are exalting Jesus. That's something different. Lifted up means he was placed on a tree to die for us. Bearing our sins. And as many as look to him were saved. So today, we have a Savior who had paid the price for our sicknesses. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not his benefit. Who had healed all thy diseases. And forgiven all thine iniquities. All my sin, even if I am sick, I was healed. I was healed. I need to rise up and claim it. I've got many people being healed by telling them, just testify to your sickness, talk to it, and tell it I'm healed by his stripes. You are not telling a lie. You are repeating the word of life. For the gospel is a life-changing message. The gospel is the greatest life-giving message on earth. But when Jesus came, he said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He is the bread of life. He is the tree of life in the paradise of God. And can you imagine if Israel could receive that benefit and they were only under the shadow? What about us who have the reality of Christ? Okay. So my little thought this morning, let's go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. So we need to know the ability of the person that is building the church. Upon this rock, 
I think those of you who, have, who, who follow the oneness doctrine know that as Jesus Christ asked the disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Why did he call himself the son of man? Because he made himself of no reputation and took on himself the form of a man. He was not a man, but he came in the world in a human body to redeem us. And just before, you know, Pastor Joseph, I make contact and keep preaching. Slip over into First Timothy chapter 6 and show you where the rock is coming from. Yes, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall what? The gates of hell shall not prevail against it because I build it on this rock. Now, Deuteronomy. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 14 to 16, and show you where Jesus Christ came from. Because God himself today is our salvation. Is any power greater than God? We have the greatest power on our side. You may keep this commandment without spot. Till the appearing. No, take time there. Jesus Christ is still with us. We preach too much about his second coming. Christ is with the church. And he will not leave the church until the battle is won. But he will appear in his glory one day. Isn't he with us? I tell you something. We have over 70 assemblies in India. Christ is in India right now. He's in Africa. He's in America. So only he could redeem the church. Because the man that is to redeem the church has got to be with her. Christ is the head of the church. Is that right? He did not leave the head of the church to any man. He's the head of the church. But when the day will come in when he will show this ungodly and wicked world, who is the holy? In his time, he shall show. He's the blessed and only potentate, the only one who has absolute authority and power over every powers of this world. He has absolute sway. He's the only potentate. Right. That's the glory out of which Jesus came to become a man to redeem us. Because no man could redeem us. No man could pay the price. No man could have the blood without sin because all had sinned. And God had promised to redeem mankind. The angels want to know where God would get blood from to redeem us. The Bible says angel want to look into it. But the day when Jesus died on the tree at Calvary, the veil of the temple was rent. They gives way. Yes. King of kings and the Lord of lords who only inhabits immortality dwelling in the light which no man could approach unto which no man see nor can see to whom be glory forever. Amen.
Now, so we go back to Matthew up on this rock. I went big, Michael. Let's go to Deuteronomy 32, because I've got a race this morning for time. Let's go to Deuteronomy 32. Up on this rock, I will build my church. So who was the rock? We'll soon find out. Up on this rock. Get here, O Israel. And I will speak. And here. My doctrine shall drop down. Yes. I will publish the name of the Lord. Did you know that Moses did not know the name that we have today? He didn't know the name, but that because God told Moses, I am the Lord God Almighty. This is my name and this is my memorial. But God is called by many names. Amen. But when it comes to redemption, he gave us the name of Jesus. That is the redemptive name. Most Trinitarian Bible school teaches that Jehovah is the redemptive name. But Jehovah was never in the scriptures until the 16th century. The translators anywhere Jehovah is was the word Lord. For if Jehovah was his name, Jehovah witness would be right and we would be wrong. His name that he gave us, we could call him Yahweh, we could call him Elohim. But his name in redemption that we have in our language is Jesus. If I was preaching in view and I said Jesus, they would say Jesus. If I was preaching in Norway, they would say Jesus. Tell good, I said Jesus. And in French, they would say J.C., different names. But the names that we have is Jesus. We could say Yeshua, but he's the Lord God. And he's the rock. He said, this is my memorial forever. Forever he's God. Forever he's Lord. But we had a name, Jesus. And that is the name by which we can overcome the devil. In my name, you shall cast out devils. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. He's exalted the name in which he was humiliated. The name in which God was humiliated when he came to earth, he has exalted the name above every name. And if you don't believe it, Isaiah chapter 12 will tell you that God has become salvation. God that was hungry with us has become salvation and his hunger is turned away and he's now comforting us. So he is the Holy Spirit in the church. He is the comforter. There's only one spirit by which we are all baptized into one body. The Roman church brought the word ghost in the scriptures, but God is not a ghost. Say amen. A ghost is a fake. God is spirit. And by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. We show the corruption, a little bit of the corruption today. Upon is I will publish. Oh, yes. 
Yes. Oh, so who is the rock? God is the rock. God is the rock. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it tells us that Israel drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And the rock was Christ. It was Christ that was in the wilderness. You see, when God came out of it, it was Christ who moved up on the face of the water and created all things. For Christ is the Spirit of God. He came out of the glory that no man could see. God did not use that glory to fight war. It's precious. If the glory of God shine down in this church this morning, every man is on their belly praising God. God's glory took another approach unto him. When the devil had Saul in his hand and was doing a bit too much because God's glory is brighter than the sun. He, let the, he came down. He didn't, allow, he didn't send Peter to convert Saul. He himself did it. He said, oh, king, at midday I saw a light that was brighter than the sun above the brightness shine on me and knock him down. God have a knockout punch. And knock the devil out of him and make him a new creature. Look here. There is power on our side. He is the rock. Yes. His work is perfect. His ways are judgment, justice, all God ways. Every bit of God ways, God gave us judgment. And the best person of imperfect this is my young son that has just been married in this country. I have three sons here now. And he said, justice, his judgment is justice. To the ungodly, a reward to the ungodly, and a reward to the righteous. So if the Bible, all of God ways, he that believeth and is baptized shall be, he that believeth not, so the judgment lies there. The very gospel we preach is the judgment, our message. Do you believe it? Listen, Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. And I saw another angel standing in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to them that dwell on the earth, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made the heavens on the earth. Not worship them because God is not a trinity. Worship him that made heaven on earth. In, in, in Isaiah chapter 32, he said, A king shall reign in righteousness, and princes is in, ju in judgment. So God has given to us the judgment, our message. You carry a sword, a sword that can give life, cut away sin, cut away the iniquity from the life of the believers, and a sword that can destroy the wicked. As we carry that sword today. The gospel is the most powerful message. It's a peace message. It's a unified message. There is no racism in this message. This message is to all nations, all kindred. As I preach the gospel in Norway, 
a, a woman, just there, there was no black people. A woman ran to the altar and she cried out, 10 years, I feel like this. 10 years, she never had an experience again with God. The Anglican priest's wife in London, Mrs. Harris, I was invited to, to, to this Catholic meeting. I'm not going to take this. I said, look, I am not coming because I'm not a spectator. They said, come, Pastor Mullins. We will give you a chance to speak. To my surprise, I was the last speaker. I went there with 15 people. In our church bus, I said, that's about 40 years ago. I said, Lord, stay outside till I come back. You think you will go to the Catholic church with me? I went in, and when I was asked to be the last speaker, I took my text on John chapter 110, and when we begin to sing, man of sorrow, what a name, all the Catholic folk was in tears, and this Mrs. Harris, the Anglican priest's wife, who was, said, she said, she went to the front, she said, 26 years ago, when I was in Kenya, I felt this way. Let me tell you something. We preached in Kenya in the cane field, a little zinc building, a way out of civilization, and preaching the eternal purpose. And when they were called for prayer, the people came to the altar, to the table, when they kneeled and they heard, the glory of God came down in that bush. We couldn't pray, we had to join in the prayer. God is moving. He moves among the poor. He moves among the rich. But he does not move in many of these dead houses. Millions of people today are stored up into dead houses. I want you to read because we're going to go five foot up here. Just read the first verse for me. Just the first verse. And I need the first two. At the same time. To show you what's happened. For their rock is not our rock. Even our enemies testify of it. Their rock is the vine of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, when you think of the Roman church for 1260 years, it's not a church. It's called the outer courts. In Revelation chapter 11, when the angel said, don't measure it, measure the country of God. But don't measure the outer court because it's given to the Gentiles and they will tread the holy city underfoot for 1260 years. It was given in a smaller number, but calculation show you that time when the Roman organization for 1260 years they had the gospel according to them. And the devil had corrupted the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why the world is in the mess that it is. Because those denominations has not preached the gospel that could change men's life. So the world is full of devils and unclean spirit and sodomites. Men marrying men, women marrying women. The priests are corrupt. The Pope is corrupt. They don't know Jesus. They have the vine of Sodom and Gomorrah. But when Christ comes, he cleanses our life. Look here. The Bible said, no effeminate person, no homosexuals have eternal life abiding in them. 
He said, but such was some of you, but you were cleansed. God can cleanse the gay people. God of power over homosexuality. God's grace is greater than sin. So they don't have to live in sin. Building upon the law. Building upon the law. Then the spirit of Antichrist. If you want to get this over, because what they are saying today, we have multi faith. There's no multi faith. There's only one faith. Faith means to believe, but not an ordinary faith means to believe in confidence in the invisible God. That's what faith is. You can believe in anything. But faith cometh by hearing the word of God. And my wife is there. She knows many of my testimonies preaching in the house about the power of Christ. And a man came two years ago, not used his hand or lift his hand, his man hand went straight to his head. Sick people get up on their wheelchair and walk by preaching the word of faith. They hear the power of God, and the power of God came down and delivered them. You see today, why we don't have more healing? There are too many faith healers who can't heal nothing, not even themselves. God is the healer. God healed by his word, and we were healed by stripes. We were not healed by bread. To say that you were healed by the communion bread is is to make you a Catholic. But that was the lie they told. We are healed by stripes. He sent his word and he heals them. When Jeremiah was praying the fire of faith, he said, heal me and I shall be healed. We declare it. We say it and God fulfill it. The faith of God is the spoken word. That's right. Let me, I'll give you the, the verse 15. When you hear verse 15, only that. When you are in Islam, as powerful as the deep, because the Western world has sold out Jesus for money, as Barabbas. For Harab's money and for the money of wicked people. But we will not sell out our Jesus for Barabbas. And uh, under what Prince Charles is in trouble now, he wants to be the king of faith. Because, you know, they're supposed to be the defender of the faith. He wants to be the defender of faith. But the Bible said there is only one Lord, one faith. You believe on Muhammad to get nothing but cruelty and evil and wickedness and murder. They are murderous people. You turn to Christ and if they are there, they imprison you. 
if an Islamic person walk out of Islam and is in their reach, they're going to kill you. It's a prison house. But Jesus Christ has power to break down the prison house and take souls out of it. Look here. Stay in Christ. Get deeper and deeper in him. Your body is his temple. Consecrate your body a little more to Jesus. For Christ in you is the hope of glory. And sir, because I only have one day with you, I'm trying to give you a little of everything. It's good. In Psalm 19:4, it says, In them hath he made a tabernacle for the Son. Christ is the Son of righteousness. And Malachi 4 said unto you that fear my name, shall the Son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Did did First Corinthians 1 30 said, Of him are we in Christ who has become to us righteousness and sanctification and wisdom and redemption. So this rock has become our righteousness. This rock has become our sanctification. He has the power to set us aside from sin. When he saved me at the age of 17, he gives me a new heart. He gives me a life to live from sin and to excel in him. My grandfather told me at 17, if you are serious with God, God will be serious with you. By the time I was 19, everybody wanted to be like Brother Mullins. I wonder why. Because God has done something for me. A life that I could now resist sin. I could now cause sin, sin. And get the power of God to live above it. That's what salvation means. We are saved to live from sin and to increase our life. To have life and to have it more abundantly. said and the, and the lies they are hidden themselves they have made requisite lies and they have made a place of falsehood with religion Islamic religion if you die prime minister of Tibet three terrible angels visit you make you have a necker and they ask you questions what is your religion but God did not give us religion God gave us a faith the gospel is a faith message. You believe it or you don't believe it. Everything we have in the gospel except baptism and laying of hands is of the faith. That's all we have. Paul tells us in, 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 the, in the book of two rites, baptism, laying of hands. It's a gospel of faith. And Jude said, we must contend for the faith. Still telling people by believing in Christ, you can be saved. There's no other way to be saved but believe. There's no other way to be healed unless you're going to be healed by herbs and medicine but to believe on the word of God. Some people want to come to the altar for prayer and you want the pastor to work a magic wand around you. You should be kneeling down and telling God, Lord, I'm a sinner, forgive my sin. Or if you don't want to, Jesus said, close your door and pray to your father in secret. You get that? Because you can, in secret, you can tell God more about yourself. So if things is going wrong in your life, don't bring your burdens into church on Sunday morning. 
Get rid of it at your bedside. He told Israel, don't bring no burden on the Sabbath day. Close the door, because if you have a thief, you can tell God better. Lord, I'm a thief, I want to get rid of it. I'm a liar, I can't forgive. Give me a new heart. Because you tell somebody your sins, and they have the same sin, and they condemn you for your home. Therefore, I lay in Zion. Zion means the gospel church. A sure foundation. Zion means the Zion was David's conquest. Have you seen one 44,000 standing on the victorious church? Mount Zion. 12 times 12 signify government imperfection. Standing on Mount Zion. What Satan's plan before God cast him from heaven said he would sit on the congregation in the side of the north. And Satan today sit on the church of Rome. The Bible said in Revelation 13, the dragon gave that beast his seat and his power and his authority. And when Satan found was angry with the church, they set up a man instead of Christ. You want to know who's the image of the beast? Jesus Christ was the express image of God when he was on the earth. And Satan did not want to follow Jesus. He made an image. The papacy, he was a day, there was a day as instead of Christ. Having power to forgive sins, to interpret scriptures. But this poor fellow, when he came to Rome, he said, look, if we don't confess to Christ, we will be like children building house into sand into castle and they will plunder. Yes, because they're not building on the foundation. They ask people to for everything the Roman church established. You can never know God through it. You can never know God. Said so you're Catholic today, come out of it and run for your life. Run for your life. But God promised. I will kill her children with death and all the church shall know that I am he that tried the reins and searched the heart. If you're born again, you must have life in you. You must have life if you're born again because the Lord promised out of your bowels will flow rivers of living water. He wants to flow through you. He wants to speak his life-giving word through you. He wants to win somebody to you. Did he say, you don't believe in me as the scripture had said? Yes. Yes. A precious cornerstone. A sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also without Go on. Judgment believe. Place to the line. And righteousness, so there's a measuring line. And if you want to know there's a measuring line, just come to it. It's just number seven. Just look to Revelation 13 for me. And Revelation 11. And 
23 verses. We have to measure up to a spiritual standard when we come into Christ. God have a measuring rod to measure us. Ezekiel saw it. And the Bible said in the Revelation that the measure of the city was a measure of a man after the angels. And when they asked Jesus in the resurrection, whose wife would this woman be because she married seven brothers? He said, you're going to hell, not knowing the power of God. But those that is accounted worthy to partake of the resurrection will neither marry nor give in marriage, but they shall be as, as the angels being children of the resurrection. Then if you read Ephesians chapter 1, he said, in the fullness of the dispensation of time, he will gather all things into one. So there won't be a Jewish church and a Gentile church. He will gather, say, God has made known to us the mystery of his will, that in the fullness of the dispensation of time, he will bring all things into one. There's going to be just one word, not two words. Amen. For we will be as the angels. My seven-day religion, which I walk away from, because when God saved me, saved me as a religion, they believe in a heart made new. And my pastor told me, if you can't come back and marry and have children with his wife, he wouldn't want to be there. For sure, he won't get there. Amen. We, we say to him, but the Bible said in the resurrection, they neither marry. He said, they won't marry in the resurrection. They'll be too busy. But after the resurrection, they will get married. It's a law, Pastor. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, we'll be, yes, we, we're looking 13. Because this is good. Because some people is looking for Elijah and Moses to come and die. But immortal being doesn't die, right? We had time this morning. That would be good. Five foot nine feet and Pastor sit down to just share some of those things because some of these things are a little bit too strong for some believers. Yeah, some just need milk. Yes. And I saw verse chapter 11. Angel said, This man was given the rod to measure the temple. We are God's temple. Are you there? We are, we are building up into a holy temple. The covenant of God is with man. In eternity, there won't be no church building. We will be God's temple. When His glory shines in us, we will worship him. Have you seen angels worshiping God in the heavens? The elders worshiping God. What a great time that will be. There will be no building to contain this great Zion. <laughs> Rise and measure the temple. And those that worship him. What the court which is outside the temple. That woman shall cease from leaving out. Or it is given to the Gentiles. And the holy city shall they tread on the foot. Forty and two months. 
Pastor Tate, look at this. In, in Daniel chapter 7, the same little horn made persecuted the church for the same period of time. In Revelation 12, Satan was angry with the church and made war with the remnant of her seed. And the woman was hiding in the wilderness for the same period of time. In Revelation 13, the same period of time when his deadly wound was healed, when papal Rome came back from, at the death of pagan Rome came papal Rome. And she also persecuted the church. When you read of those two olive trees, it speaks of God's word and his spirit. There was, look here, they were laid there dead. But the time came when God bring back life. And his word began to flow again because Daniel said the judgment would sit. But Daniel 28, the judgment would sit and they would take away the, his power from him. When the papacy was arrested by Napoleon, deliverance began to come to God's people. God throw down the power and say, look here, Lord of mercy, let me stop it. In Revelation chapter 6, when the third seal was open, he was told, go and sell your barley and wine, but don't hurt the oil and the wine. God intervened. And all that church having to give people is natural things. We have, we have the wine and we have the oil. The wise virgin must have the oil. It stopped them from hurting us. They have no more power to do it anymore. They are persecuted now themselves. And in the fourth beast, when that sea was open, the tail horse. We had power to kill the four parts of the earth with famine and with death. Can you imagine how many millions of people is grounded up in this religion, killing them with death? But the word we preach is the word of life. When Christ comes in you, life is in you. Now, son, go for me. Go for me to Psalms 102. And Psalms 113, Psalms 118 from verse 13. I'm sure you might not want too much of me this morning. You know, as a preacher, I preach and teach. Because I believe the church needs to know the truth. You need to know the power of God. In Psalms of Solomon, everyone had a sword in the night. You need to have a sword against the devil. A sword against the enemy. The sword of the spirit. But we need to hammer the word of God until it begins to break through the hearts of hard men and show them that there is no way out. There is no deliverer but Christ. The truth is Christ in you. Christ is God and God is Christ. God said in Isaiah, I am, Alpha, I, I am the beginning and the ending three places. You know, brother, when I discover, was reading one day, and I discovered these things, and later went to find out that I had a book of Bishop Evans shut up, having the same truth. What amazing that God had a way to reveal his truth to people. Three places that God said, I am the beginning and the ending. And in Revelation, the risen Lord said, I'm the beginning and the ending. So almost beginning and the end. 
He was the one. He begins down. Yes. Verse 16. Verse 13. From verse 13. Come a little nearer to me so I can get it. Yeah. All right. Let's stay a bit closer to you. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Thou wilt arise and have mercy. Thou wilt arise and have mercy on thy people. Christ came back from the dead to give us life. Thou wilt arise, God will arise and have mercy on his people. For the time to favor her is come. The time to give grace to the fallen world was come when Jesus came in the world. The Bible said it came in the fullness of time. The time to favor Zion is come. So why some people still waiting for time to be saved when the time is come? Yes. Thy servant takes pleasure in her store and favor the dust. Now, we, beloved, as lively stones are building up into a spiritual house. When you cut safeguards, take pleasure in you. He takes pleasure in his people because we become quicker. We're not easily offended. Nothing can turn us back. Even at the fast and the bishop backslide, we have our own experience with God. We are going to go home. The time to favor her is come. I take pleasure in the stone and I favor the dust. Those who feel like this morning you're just dust and ashes and you don't have anything. God have grace for you. He have grace for you. He favor the dust. Amen. He cares. He cares for the poor. I didn't get that, sir. So the heathen, the heathen that didn't know God was going to get favors. Isn't God good? Because God promised, sorry, but to leave it, there's too much this morning. <laughs> Hosea, we can't go there. Yes. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall fear glory. When the Lord build up Zion. Have you heard that? Is it in the Bible? I was preaching somewhere in America, already in Canada here many years ago, and I told him, I can tell you the exact time when Jesus is coming. Everybody looked very curious. I said, when he, when he build up Zion, that's the time he will come. Sorry, we'll soon be closing. Yes. When the Lord build up Zion, he will appear in his glory. Christ is the builder of the church. And he's building the church upon himself. The next chapter will tell us that. Go to chapter 1, 32 now. When the Lord, so when is Jesus Christ returning in glory? When will he appear? He didn't say when he will come because Christ is here. He's here to enter the hearts of those whose heart is open to him. But when he build up Zion, he will appear. We will be glorified being. Did you see when Elijah and Moses came down, they came in glory. 
that would glorify saints. And so when he built up Zion, when you build, don't forget, Jesus Christ is in the midst of us. If he's not in the church and I don't feel his presence, there is no church. Did you hear what pastor say this morning? We need the presence of God. He told Moses, my presence will go with you. And if Moses needs God's presence, what about us? In his presence is, and at his right hand. Thank you. For the Lord hath chosen Zion. The Lord hath chosen Zion. Can you tell yourself, God chose me? He chose me. Yes, the Lord hath chosen Zion. He had desired it. He had desired it for his habitation. He said, this is my rest forever. So God cannot come until God cannot appear till he finished building his church. When he built up Zion, he will appear in his glory. He said, therefore, the Lord who is Zion, he has desired it. That's why he paid such awesome price for us. He desired us. He loved us. Christ wants us. The devil wants to come to destroy and to kill. But Christ come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. This is my rest forever. This is my rest forever. You see, Psalms chapter, Genesis chapter 2 said, For the seventh day God ended his work and rested from all his work. And the seventh dispensation of time that he's talking about is not talking about Sunday to Saturday. He's talking about the fullness of the dispensation of times when he built up Zion. He's still building Zion. When he come, he said, my father work up till now and I work. What a, what a thing that Christ stopped building the church. This is my rest. God will rest in us. And we will rest in him. God will rest in us. And we will rest in him. He's still working to build this church. This is my rest for heaven. Here will I dwell. For I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. And I will satisfy her poor with bread. All and there, there is no satisfaction without salvation. S A L V A T I O N, and we can't go to hell. Oh, 
praise the name. Praise the name. Hold one second, one second. Something important to be said. Last verse. himself shall his crown perish. Upon himself, he is building the church upon himself. He is our sanctification, he is our righteousness, he is our great high prince, he is our shepherd, he is our everlasting father, he is the mighty God, he is the prince of peace, he is all hand and all. And there is no satisfaction without Salvation, S A L B T I O N. Shout it out when we doubt. Salvation, shout it out. Praise God. S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N Oh, shout it out. Praise God. Oh, S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N Shout it out. Yes, shout it out. Loud and clear. S-A-L V-A-T-I-O-N Oh, shout it out Oh, loud and clear S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Anybody is blessed of the Lord this morning. Brothers and sisters, when the Lord says that when the word of God declares to us that by one spirit are we all baptized, we've got to believe it. I listened to, I had to turn to uh, Mr. Joseph here while the preacher was preaching this morning. The Lord gave me a word. And you got to understand the word of God can't spoil. <laughs> so you don't have to be anxious. Wait on the Lord. The Lord gave me a word this morning. And I listened to Apostle Mullins. Going straight to the same text. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Understanding the church, understanding the rock from which we were hewn, the perfect rock. God wants us to look into it, my brothers and my sisters. It's not, you see, sometimes. And, and I want to encourage the younger folks. I, 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 I pray that there are not any young folks in here who's like that. Because sometimes we're so grown up and accustomed to uh, 
Well, Pilate, <laughs> we're just so used. If things don't come the way that we are accustomed, uh, we, we tend to reject it. But you better learn to pick from the table. When you go to a feast and you sit at the table, there is a lot of food on the table. You pick from that palate what you like. Hallelujah. But there's some food there too that you may not like, but it's good for you. And you begin to eat some of that food and some of your sickness and some of the ill feelings that you have, it begins to change your body. It begins to nourish your body. Hallelujah. I believe God has spoken to us this morning. And what, when we look and we see someone who has hazarded their, hazarded their lives for the sake of the gospel, sharing us summary bits and pieces of his testimony, going, leaving family for months, not knowing if he would return. In the bushes, preaching to people. These are not the days when you can jump on a laptop or you jump on an iPad and you have a WhatsApp message and you send back a note. Honey, I'm doing well. You got to pray that the telegram will go through if there is one. Brethren and friends, look on, look on Apostle Mullins. Look, everybody look at him. I'm going to say something that will scare us. He lived for the Lord that kind of a way. We do less. It's not going to cut it. Men like these have been saying it since Friday night. Those who have sown, they will rise up in judgment against those who are complacent. They'll testify against us. When we get the gospel that they have received, and we treat it lightly. When we, got, when we get the word of truth that they have received. They believe when Jesus said. Sell out for me. Forsake yourself. Follow me. Take up your cross. Follow me. And we as a generation we're expecting something less. That we can be wishy-washy, do what we want, and get the same reward. It's not going to work like that. Hallelujah. There's got to be something that captures our focus. Something that brings us beyond. Hallelujah. When we, when we learn of the love of God that draws us to him. And we surrendered in the pool of water baptism. Baptized brothers and sisters. We did not know how to love him. When we went to the pool we did not know how to love him. All we could say is we love you Jesus. But when you begin to read the word. He tells you he, what, he, what is expected of him. Of us. He gives us what he desires. He tells us plainly. In the word of God, what he desires of us, his bride, his church, his peculiar people, his blood bought.
can say more, but it's 124. Hallelujah. 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 Atashamba Hasaya. Hallelujah. God, give me some passion. Give me some passion, Jesus. Not emotion. Some passion, passion, passion. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, the church is not a show business. This thing that we carry, the preacher talked about it today. It's about life and death. The church is a place of life and death. If you reject the church, you die. If you accept the message of the church, you live. It's not a show business. Hallelujah. 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 I've been saying it that we're living in a time where the acid test is upon us. We can't fake it. We will, we, we, are, we will not be able to fake our way through. If it's in you, you will stand. Because the gospel gives us power to stand. We are overcomers. We are overcomers. Hallelujah. We flourish under pressure. We flourish, hallelujah, under persecution. We flourish on the trials and testings. The beauty and the light that's in us begins to shine brilliantly. Come on, saints of the living God. Hallelujah. Anybody has an appetite for more? Hallelujah. Anybody just want God to fill them? Hallelujah. 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 You know, right under this preaching, right under this preaching, if you believe the message, you could just say, Lord, hallelujah, praise the name of if he, apostle, I think he's dead. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't let him go all the way downstairs. Bring him tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. If you believe the word which was spoken this morning, you don't have to ask any man to lay hands on you. You just begin to focus on the words that's leaving the man of God's lips and begin to meditate on it and immediately something, hallelujah, begin to happen to you. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you have a desire, my God Almighty, some of us need some spiritual ambition. I remember when I was much younger, I would see Praise the name of the Lord. Ministers like this passing through. And I said, God, give me some of that. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me some of that. Hallelujah. And I, and I would just pass by. Sometimes I'm not saying nothing. I'm a little bit shy. But I'm just drawing closer as, as service is coming to the end. And I see church closing off. I'm drawing closer. I just want that man to touch me. Praise the name of the Lord. I just want him to lay hands on me. You don't have to say nothing, but I just believe in a touch from a servant of the living God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
I get that touch and I go back to my bedroom and I begin to talk to God. And I begin to say, God, you, you heard the testimonies that this man has just testified. I say, I need a little bit of that in my life. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Too many folks are fascinated about things. Jesus never have any business with things. Came in this world. One man said, my God, I'll follow you in the master, but I have something to do. I just buy a piece of land. What's the land have to do with Jesus? The land not moving. You can sort it out after. Follow Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. You don't need to, to be caught up in the things of this world. Follow Jesus. Church, love Jesus. If you love him, his glory will appear on you. Love Jesus. Love him, man. Love him. Make him the, the focus of your life. Make him, hallelujah, as, as first priority in everything that you do. And you begin to see the anointing moving in your life. Hallelujah. You can't buy the anointing. It comes with a made-up mind. Hallelujah. It comes with a mind that's dedicated. A mind, my God, that will readily accept the pressure to produce. Come on, lift your hands and bless the name. We're going to be praying right now. Shambahusata. My God, my God, my God, my God. A little bit more of you, Lord. A little bit more of you, Jesus. Hallelujah. A baptism, my God Almighty. Hallelujah. Of your presence, my God. Hallelujah. Moses said, we don't want no angel to go with us. I'm not interested in an angel. I want one that can handle sin. One that can handle a stiff-necked people. One that can forgive, forgive us of our sins. Lord, if you're not coming with us, I'm not moving. Praise the name of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is everything. The presence of the Lord is what I desire. The presence of the Lord is what we need. Lord, your presence, your presence, your presence, your presence. Let's pray. My God Almighty, Lord, we thank you today for the dropping of your words. We thank you, God, for these precious words. My God Almighty, hallelujah. We'd sit back just to listen, God Almighty, some more of what you have to share with us. Oh, God Almighty, may these words never leave our ears, but may we think on these things, Lord. May we look into these things, God. May we believe these things, God. May we act upon it. May we embrace it. May we hide them deep within our hearts, God Almighty, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The hour is here, God. You're building us up, uh, God Almighty, a people, Lord Jesus, your portion, your inheritance, Lord Jesus, my God Almighty mighty hallelujah you're building us up god lord jesus for your own pleasure oh god as we come before you today as we leave with these words god i pray right now god almighty hallelujah as a body before you as a people oh god almighty has who has been empowered by these words god that we may go forth in your strength that we may go forth believing that you are in the midst of us to bless us that you're in the midst of us to heal us that you're in the midst of us oh god almighty to raise us up god hallelujah may you open our mouths lord jesus hallelujah give us boldness to speak to declare the truth to a generation lord god almighty hallelujah give us boldness to share oh god this gospel god lay it 
upon us, God Almighty. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. No good thing will you withhold from them, God Almighty. Stop here. We ask of you tonight, God. We ask this evening, God. Grant us boldness in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. A passion, my God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's after you, God, that we may produce in season and out of season. Lord Jesus, I pray even now, God. Hallelujah for your servant. Oh, God Almighty. Hallelujah. I pray that you cover him under your blood. I pray, Lord Jesus, my God Almighty, that you bless him, prosper him, Lord God Almighty. Keep him in good health, Lord Jesus. Not only him, God, but his wife also, Lord God Almighty, as they're here together. Lord Jesus, give them good health, Lord. Prosper them, Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We look to you one more time. Remember his children, Lord Jesus. In your name of the Lord Jesus, grandchildren, we put them before you likewise, God. Hallelujah. Rest your hand upon them in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Shamba Kosaya. Urabata Shamba Hasa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We say thanks one more time. Lord, I thank you for this word. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. God, we thank you. We thank you.